There was a spirit of anger and jealousy that would rise up within me, and I would dare him to say anything to me. If he did, I would start swinging and usually won the fights. But he always beat me in sports, which just made me feel madder and less secure. Let me say here that I don't blame my brother, and I know it wasn't his fault. It was something inside of me that was wrong. In high school, I was too small for football and basketball, so I started playing tennis. I also developed a love for reading and read novel after novel. I joined the chess team, but mostly played by myself. My first date as a freshman was a disaster. We went to some church function. She went and sat next to another guy the whole time. I didn't ask anyone else out again until I was a senior. I kept hearing the voice saying, You are ugly and stupid, and nobody would want to date you. I was shy, lonely, and sad. Tennis became the passion of my life. I practiced hour after hour, year after year. I was trying to be good at something. While most of the other kids were out on dates or with their friends, I would go to the local tennis courts and practice my serve by myself. I was a better player than most, yet still lost matches I should have won. Every time I was playing well and winning, that voice would come, You can't win. You're a loser. The voice had been the only consistent companion in my life. So I listened, and typically I would lose the match. This would leave me feeling all the worse and even more like a loser. My mother was operated on for cancer at Christmas time when I was in the ninth grade. I didn't know it at the time, but she was pronounced terminally ill. I just thought that this person who showed me some love would get well. My high school years were filled with taking my mother to chemotherapy and radiation treatments. I watched this wonderful, beautiful Christian woman crying in pain, becoming a shell of the person she once was. On Mother's Day, my senior year of high school, she wrote me a note and said she was happy to be my mother and gave me $20. The worst day of my life was that long summer day a few months later. The ambulance came to pick her up and take her to the hospital for the last time. She made them stop as they were taking her out of the house and her calling me to her side. I will never forget her taking my hand as I stood next to the gurney. She looked up and said, Goodbye, Bruce. I love you. My dad sent me to find my younger brother, who was at a baseball tournament, to bring him back to the hospital with me. When we arrived at the hospital, my grandmother pushed us up to the hospital bed to see Mom's last dying breaths. I didn't want to look. Walking out of the hospital room, feeling lonelier than I'd ever felt in my life, that familiar voice said, Surely nobody loves you now. I hated God for taking my mother. After Mom died, I drove to the old Mississippi College Stadium. I sat in the concrete bleachers which overlooked the tennis courts, thinking how alone I was. I hated God and wished that I was the one who had died. I didn't cry. I just felt cold, and I believe part of me died that day also. Fortunately, one of the girls from my church reached out to me. She would invite me to go out with the other kids from my church and do things. One cool, beautiful summer night, we sat on the swing in her backyard and watched a meteor shower. However, we drifted apart as the fall semester started, which made it all the worse. But without her and her mother reaching out to me, I don't know what would have happened to me, and I will be eternally grateful to her. Dad didn't say much about his feelings, but I know he was tired and lonely. He had just gone through four long years of watching the woman he loved slowly die.
He had medical bills to pay and had three sons still to put through college. I do not know how he held up as well as he did. I want to say now that my father loves me and has always loved me. And in his own way, he has always shown it. When he would call me into the bathroom at night as he was taking his bath and tell me to sit on the toilet and talk to him, he was saying, I love you. When he said, come walk in the pasture with me, boy, he was saying, I love you. I just didn't hear it. I was just too busy listening to that other voice. The voice that said, you are stupid. You can't do anything right. You're fat. You're ugly. Nobody loves you, and you may as well give up. I know that now, but I didn't know it then. To end that miserable summer, I developed severe tendonitis in my knees and had to quit playing tennis. The only thing I was passionate about hurt more than I could stand.